This is a HeadGum Podcast. Or chair, whatever makes you feel better. I think that the more, more looking at each other, it's like you want this. that. Yeah, I, think I think we're so. focused for. Is that cool? Yeah, well, you could adjust the cameras. It's cool. Right. Does that not make sense? Uh, or we can do it like this. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This. Do whatever. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, these Elgato mic arms are great. Oh, thank sure. you so much. <laughs> I, I worked so hard on these, and everybody was going, you're a fool, why are you doing it? Right. You know? and, it's uh, not the industry standard. No, it's not. That's but the thing. It's not industry standard. But I'm like, I'm like, hey, F it. Think outside the, think outside the envelope. You know, there's I, I an envelope. I have problems with the, the OC ones. The OC ones? The, the Orange County? industry standard. Here, this, these, are, these are considerably cheaper, simpler, and in my view, more effective. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, you're hired? Yeah, <laughs> and you can uh, you can you can do the uh, read the ad copy for um, yeah. Oh, they they did decline to be a sponsor of my podcast. Oh. that's crazy! And yet, I I'll tell you that speaks volumes about your character that you you're not petty, you're not vindictive, right? You know, you uh, even though they refused you, and they were really rude about it too. Yeah. Uh, they were not pleasant. Yeah. Uh, I saw that rejection letter we stuck it up on that billboard but uh yeah they were yeah uh, that's that's great that you still give them thumbs up and you uh that's right man i, I back it so um so this is new this brand new show, yeah brand new i did not have this going oh i might have told you about it though when i did your podcast perhaps yeah and, and uh, we've been we've been saving your episode to upload together look at this guy this guy's it, it, it's helpful. It's helpful yeah. when you've got, uh, you know, Cross. driving traffic towards yeah. each other. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> well, let's give a plug for your uh, podcast. Yeah, or, is it? I ask. We're going. There's no intro. Nope. How about that, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen? As soon as you walk in the room, oh, you know, I, I've uh, I've recently sworn off saying, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Why? I, I I haven't been very effective at it. <laughs> Why have you sworn it off? Well, because it's not uh, politically correct anymore. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, come on. Ladies and gentlemen does not sum it up. So I've, I've switched to people of the universe. Oh, what a fucking <laughs> weird California hippie pussy thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't much mind either way. But people of the universe, here we are. And um, so, we, so the, you're so so. When you say that, that's going not just to people on this planet and and, and this solar system and this galaxy. Right. It's going beyond the Milky Way. Right. Do you think in, I don't know, whatever it takes, how long it takes for that sound to travel, let's say, uh, you know, about 42 and a half uh, light years, um, you think people will be going like, hey, hang on, did Steve-O just... Yeah. I think Steve-O from Planet Earth is... Uh, oh, I. I want to get back in touch, but, I mean, he probably said this, I mean, a billion years ago. <laughs> right, but 
Even though Neil deGrasse Tyson told me that time is in fact a thing, I'm not sure I agree with him. So, uh, well, I was going to say you need you need another human being with accreditation to tell you that time is a thing. I, I just, you know, in, in uh, quantum theory, everything is all. There's just now. There's just one moment of now, and there's all infinite every possible outcome every possible circumstance all just it all exists somehow and um i submit that um light years is not a thing well it, it, but it's a it's a measurement of time isn't it right what Neil deGrasse Tyson told me is oh, that God, he was going to with it, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. why don't we get him on the fucking show <laughs> he said that uh he said that he would put it to rest by asking me if I wanted to, to meet up tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, sure. He says, all right, well, then how does that happen? You need a, a where and a when. They're mm -hmm. coordinates. Did you, what, so Chick-fil-A on Corner Sunset? <laughs> and, um, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I'm, I'm being serious here. Yeah. I don't understand the... Uh, how how needing a where and a when uh, kind of negates the the meeting or, or I don't understand right well it's coordinates that for anything he was like the coordinates of space and time but they, it just doesn't it doesn't um... <laughs> wait wait Steve wait go back to that example yeah. because I don't understand the like hey I'm gonna blow your mind with the right. concept of time. Uh, like, and I'm going to prove it to you. Like, says, yeah. how are you, how are we going to meet up if we don't have a time and a place? But you do have a time and a place. You could if you wanted to, right. and then you could meet up. Right, but without if time was not a thing, mm -hmm. then we would not have a way to meet up. Well, time is just a word to describe the, the passage of what we call time. Right. Right. So, so, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny or anything. I don't, right. I don't understand you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand I, well, what you're saying. See, you, like the, what I'm trying to kind of get past is is the problem of okay, well, if if the beginning was Big Bang, mm -hmm. well, then what bang? What was before that? What was before? Right. That? You can always ask, well, what was before that? Sure. And there's just no way to to resolve that so at one point i was under the influence of various substances and i had this deep thought that that um you know when they first invented the sailboat they were legitimately scared of falling off the end of the world because yep. they believed that the world was flat mm -hmm. and the the deep thought that i had was that we are in a similar situation now thinking that time is somehow flattened that, that you could fall off either end because there's a beginning or an end but but the deep thought is just like the world is round time is round you know it, it doesn't have a beginning or an end and I, I thought that was pretty awesome uh have you gone back to your high self and had a <laughs> no, conversation just, it's been a long time it's been well, a long time. Wait a second, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey. You're, right. you're all over the place. You're sending mixed messages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in any case, that, yeah, that, that, uh, it, it's important stuff to think about, man.
Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. Uh, you know, again, for I don't know. Uh, I know Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson's. Uh, you know, I've seen him on on talk shows and things like that. I haven't really listened to a a study. I've I've. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot that I would find fascinating and um, and my. I wish it did, but my brain doesn't grasp that kind of right. uh um I can get a fact at a time or two at a time, but when I I don't make the connections that are needed to make uh to go from point A to so, you know, if if you know, string theory and then that gets us to this thing. I can't I'm not good at that. Right. Um do you believe in reincarnation? No. Or you don't? No. Because as I, as I understand it, there's like some pretty irrefutable evidence. Like, for example, there have been little kids who are like recognizing people in photographs, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's me or that, that's my car that I, you know, like, and uh, I mean, I, I, well, I don't, I don't think that's evidence though. I mean, there's, uh, there, there are like, it would be crazy and mind-blowing you know like if my daughter who's six was like oh yeah that's uh that's my car from when i was uh you know right you know i was a cuban exile uh did you not know that father i'd be like when did you start saying father that would be the first thing i'd say then i'd go back to wait a second when are you talking about a cuban exile i think i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna do a deep dive on this reincarnation thing because uh, i i gotta know I mean, you, like, well, do, uh, but you think it'll be proven? Do you think you can prove it? Uh, 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 yes or no? Um, I think that the that there's a pretty strong argument that these anecdotal pieces of evidence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are, are irrefutable. But I don't know. I got. I got. I got to get get brushed up on it. I'm going to refute the shit out of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I mean, I. I don't. I think it's an interesting. Uh, like a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily believe in, I think it's an interesting thing to think, and I can see why people think it. I don't know that. I wouldn't say that there's evidence for it. Uh, it's. It's. You know, circumstantial. If. If it is. Um, and, you know, throughout the years, people, you know, swear they've seen ghosts, right? right? Swear it. And I don't believe in ghosts, you know. Uh, I'm afraid of ghosts, but I yeah. don't believe in them. <laughs> okay. Now, there was a, a, a psychic situation. And I've never been, a, like, big into believing about psychics, but my father with uh, my stepmother went and saw a psychic and the psychic told my father that his first wife that that because her ashes had not been deliberately uh spread spread yeah. sprinkled um that, that that she was somehow trapped and and then the psychic would have no way of knowing that his first wife had passed, mm-hmm. let alone that her urn with her ashes had been sitting on the top shelf of my sister's closet for like over a year at that point, just because we hadn't come up with a really great idea for how to how to spread her ashes. 
And I mean, that just felt pretty specific. And, and, and I'm like, my natural inclination is to be a skeptic. Maybe not, but, but uh, that just felt like pretty, pretty strong evidence that the psychic was onto something there. Well, they have, uh, and they have for generations and generations, little, uh, uh, they're quite skilled at picking things up and getting information without your understanding they're doing so. And, um, and that has been proven. There have been people who've debunked. Sure, uh, like wasn't Houdini's whole deal? That was one of his, yeah, the, yeah. the seance. He debunked seances. And, um, yeah. and then there's uh, uh, James Randi, I believe his name is, who uh, was a magician who went, uh, and that became his focus. Um, yeah. we, would you look that up, Casey? I just want to make sure I get the <clears throat> name right. He, he passed a couple years ago, but um, James Randall, James Randi, uh, um, and uh, he... And there's a guy currently, uh, there's a number of people, but a guy named Darren Brown in uh, London who's amazing, a, a mentalist. And they can show you the kind of tricks that people use. And and I've been to a bunch of Darren's shows, and it's disturbing and fascinating uh, and mind-blowing how... Uh, what he can get people to do. You or me, people who would go, eh, I don't think that's going to work on me. And right. just by uh, uh, this, I mean, this is a, a, a shitty version of it, but but by looking at you on a certain word and uh, and repeating synonyms for a certain word uh, and and pointing or putting my finger, just little things that, that you would never catch can get you to do something that you would otherwise not normally ever do. Is the Long Island medium a mentalist? Have you heard of this person? No. Wildly successful individual selling out huge theaters. What, what's his or her name? It's a, it's a her. Teresa something. Teresa Caputo. That's Teresa it. The Caputo. Long Island Mental. I've never heard of her. Long Island Medium. Oh, and she's a psychic. Medium, medium, medium. Yeah, yeah. Right. She's a psychic and just sells out huge theaters. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, check this out. With respect to uh, my mom's ashes, mm -hmm. um, we, uh, okay, when I was in rehab, mm -hmm. there was something or other. We were having some little group thing. When, uh, an older man who was also a patient in the rehab um i i i badly offended the, the this guy um i had some off the cuff remark about how like you know i really was serious about my sobriety i never want to snort anything up my nose ever again except maybe my mom's ashes or you know like maybe maybe that makes sense and um this, this was this was just wildly offensive to this older man mm -hmm. And uh, when we finally did decide that we were going to uh, spread my mom's ashes at sea, we chartered a boat, and it was kind of a choppy day, but but we, we went we went through with it. And uh, I, I opened up the ashes. I was out on the the front of the boat. I think that's the bow, mm -hmm. and 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 I threw them. And right as I threw them, like a, a gust of wind, like. Kind of blew him into my face, and and I. So you did. I did. Yeah, you predicted <laughs> I, I, the future. I just I just started laughing. I was like, wow, mom. I think I think my mom would find that pretty funny. That, yeah, like, you uh, did a bump of your mom. <laughs> yeah, I did you go back to that old guy and go, hey, guess what, pal? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, and and, and 
I'm not somebody who really chooses to to be offensive or hurt people's feelings. That's not my style mm. of comedy. Like, you know, yeah, even though I'm, I'm 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 imminently uh, I'm kind of having a tug of war with with my team about whether or not to uh, release onto the internet something that people are likely to find offensive. Offensive is one thing, but to be hurtful. Right, to, right, right. You know, punching down. I have a problem with that. That's my own right. personal thing. Like, and there's a lot of it in stand up, and I don't uh, have much respect for it. And people that I really admire and like, and I think are just brilliant comedians or writers, and you know, when they do that stuff, it's like, man, what are you doing? You know, it's, right. it's that's my own guideline. You know, and I've and in the past I've said kind of hurtful things, and I used to be pretty staunchly like well fuck it i don't care if you can't take a joke you know but but if i can't really defend it and i think of about it and i go if there's no it's i'm not saying anything with this joke right right it's just hurtful so okay let let let, let, let me run it by you okay uh, um the the premise for the for the video for youtube was um i'm sorry i want to clarify you have done this or you were i i I, I have done it i have not published it it. got it got it um the the premise was to go on this uh this platform called cameo Mm -hmm. where celebrities will record shout out videos yeah and you know submit requests to various celebrities um asking them to say and do questionable if not terrible things and um our our first uh offering was to um mark mcgrath the 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 singer (laughs) of sugar ray where we asked him to pretend that he had tourette's syndrome and read a message for us (laughs) wait does he know what (laughs) steve-o this is great i love this idea oh my god right he declined (laughs) he declined to do it right but, but someone somewhere, but, 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 Andy Dick will do it they, we, for a we, dollar. We took the same request. We sent it to um, our new Jackass cast member, Poopies, mm-hmm. who's notoriously a little bit low on the IQ spectrum. <laughs> and uh, and he did. He did. Was, I mean, we were laughing out loud, like wow. at this, at this, you know. But dude, my 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 fiance, she feels pretty strongly that this, you know, like making a joke out of Tourette's. Is uh, is going to be hurtful? I mean, it's it's kind of uh, like yeah, it's trouble. tricky. Uh, fucking fiancés though, they're, <laughs> they're the bane. We, uh, I mean, we, we we did a bunch of them that were really fucking funny, and they all got denied by the the celebrity we requested. But then mm-hmm. we passed them on to Poopies. <laughs> he did, he I think. Did them all. I think maybe. Let's see if this. Maybe if you couch it in the idea that uh this is offensive we understand that right. and and kudos to all these different people who passed on this uh and assumed that right. they wouldn't do it because it was offensive but um here's a guy who doesn't give a shit and he did right, it. right and then maybe it's about not so much about the thing he did even though you'll laugh at it it's about the Social experiment. I mean, he's as it just were. so lovable and innocent. I don't see how you could possibly be mad at poopies. We sent <laughs> we sent another request to David Arquette, mm-hmm. saying that um, it was from from a guy named Brad or something like that. And saying, "Hey, uh, man, like 
my girlfriend and I got pregnant, and you know she's really determined to keep the baby, but we're just not in a position to start a family. So could we get you to make a video trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to, trying to urge her I to love get this idea, man. I would watch this for an hour weekly. Absolutely. This is great, Steve-O. You are thanks. onto something. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> I love it. We got the most thoughtful, personal uh, message from David Arquette typing. There's different ways celebrities can decline to do cameos. And this one was, uh, hey, you know, um, I just can't do that. I feel that it's the woman's choice. And, and he kind of like leaned into us, you know, like, saying, you know, I wish he would be a little bit more. If you think about this a little bit more, you know. And yeah, I, good for him. Yeah. Poopies had no problem. <laughs> he had no problem. He even recited... He even recited the uh, the script that we wrote for him, which included, oh, "Let's yank this butt out of the oven." <laughs> was he was he serious? Did he approach it in a serious? <laughs> Not only, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Steve, hey, you gotta. Hey, I, I want to see these. Where yeah, you... uh, I mean, I, I've been getting some texts coming out. We might even have. Oh my god. Uh, oh wow, we've got thumbnails. Them. Yes, let me. Oh, thumbnails aren't gonna. No, I know, I know, I know. Uh, of course not. Um, Oh man, that's yeah. such a great idea. How many do you have? Are you like banking a bunch of these? And uh, we, 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 I'll tell you some other ones we did. Um, we asked Dennis Rodman to stuff his uh, his his penis and and testicles back behind his legs in a mangina position yeah. and say, "Hey, check out my man pussy." <laughs> 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 he he wouldn't he wouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> Why? We knew poopies would. <laughs> so you're starting to write these now just for. I mean, well, not not poopies. so much. But we we bumped it up for poopies. We right. said, "Hey, poopies, um, our grandma just died. <laughs> and, you know, the last time she ever laughed was watching you in in the Jackass movie, and um, you know, we want to make a video. We want you to make a video to play at her funeral." And we just wanted to make her laugh one last time so if you can stuff your penis in your mouth. Say, hey, Grandma, uh, you know, tell her, tell Grandma how much it means to you that, that you made her laugh. For those. Say, hey, check out Grandma, check out my man pussy. And, and uh, we added on, say hi to Jesus for me. <laughs> Yeah, does, was, does he know that the other celebrities wouldn't do it? No, no, he has no, no, no Yeah, he's oh not privy to that. Okay, not, so have you thought of get a bunch of these and then uh, get them, you know, in a in a room and go? Oh, I, I, I'm 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 sorry. I, I'm trying to no, be, go go ahead. Try to be go better ahead. at my conversational ahead, etiquette. Uh, Lindsay Lohan. We asked her um, to do some accents because we're very impressed by her acting. So. In a British accent, could you please say that Elton John is a talentless diva? <laughs> <laughs> and then in an Irish accent, can you say Conor McGregor is a washed up bitch boy? <laughs> and then in a Chinese accent, oh <laughs> can you say Jackie Chan plays ping pong with his ding dong? <laughs> and... Uh, my uh, my girl feels really strongly that the the Chinese accent part is uh, should be taken out because it'll get me in trouble. But you it's think not it will? <laughs> it's not going to get you in trouble. Listen, I'm I'm I'm. Uh, Poopy's tried so hard. He did. Did he a, do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. 
Yeah, you did that's that. just brilliant. I, I've uh, um, by the time this goes out, it'll this will be over. But um, I'm at the end of this long tour I've been doing since March, and one of the bits is um, I, I asked somebody to come up on stage and read a script with me, and. There's two scripts. The first one is a script about reading the script, which they, they don't know when they're coming up. And at, at it's just me and the other person. They're like, oh, my name is uh, Shonda Vichamarillion. And then and I go, and it's all scripted. And then uh, she's like, look, can we do this do this script uh, where your kid talks to the homeschooled kid from Florida? I got to take my insulin shot pretty soon. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you had diabetes. Then they say... Uh, I don't. I just really love glucose. Can't get enough of it. I go, is that a joke? They're like, yeah, (laughs) pretty funny, right? Can I open for you? And then they go on. They go, you know, I would do that joke twice. I go, twice? Yeah, once in Mandarin. And then, look, can we do this script or not? I go, yeah, I want to hear that joke in Mandarin first, though. And I think uh, by the time this finishes, it'll be 74 shows. And uh, I would say only... 10 times has somebody tried to do it or not had a you know awkward moment because they wouldn't even though it's a blatant it's not live it's not recorded it's a theater audience and they wouldn't even try it wasn't uh intended to be said in mandarin it just yeah yeah but it's like it just it's up to them to interpret what it is they were like can we do the script again they're reading off a script that says can we do the script and i say yeah yeah sure but uh i want to hear you do that joke in mandarin first and then people like like 90 percent of the time be like uh i uh," i go go ahead what does it sound like but but but, they wouldn't do it to me, it sounds like they're declining to do that because they don't speak Mandarin. No, no, dude. Believe me, I'm up there with them. They're all like, it's like, ah, yeah, I'll get canceled. I'll get in trouble. I go, oh, well, wow. what does it sound like? Ah, I can't. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you just said. You said you would do it. Well, I don't, you know, whatever. I'll tell you, the, the great Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. I had a chance encounter with him. Many years ago, 2005, or maybe it was 2006 or 2007. Um, I, I, I was excited to meet him. I said, man, I think I might um, like ha- have uh, got myself in some trouble. I think my life might genuinely be in danger because I got um, you know, mixed up with these scary gangster rapper people known as the G Unit. Mm-hmm. And I just went into their studio and just started hurling insults and threats at all of their rivals. You know, I really said some terrible things and, and threatening and, and insulting, like uh, about these, like, you know, murderous, scary yeah. gangster rap people. And, and um, Dave's response was, he said, nah, man, you're Steve-O. You got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> and and I've, I've carried that close to my heart ever since. And now uh, I, I feel compelled to put Dave's theory to the test, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What, what, uh, is, this, is this, like, was this aired? Was this, uh, or did you just do oh, it? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It came out on a, a G-Unit mixtape. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I was deliberately getting people's names wrong, and you know, like. And you, just, so they're they're recording in a studio, and you happen to go in there and go, "Hey, just yeah, who are we beefing with?" Right. I want to know. I'm, I want. I want in. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. ballsy. Yeah, that, that was, was it. Yeah, it was. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this: central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> okay. And if you don't answer... In the, if you don't say the thing that I'm thinking of, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. And I'm going to, and you'll see why. Steve, what is the most, the nastiest thing you've ever eaten or tasted, I should say? Ooh, that's a, a real toss up. Uh... Take your time. I'm gonna go with a cup of my buddy's sweat, which we uh, collected. Um, okay, I'm gonna say it's not. Okay. Because, oh boy, when was this? I think this would have been like late 90s, maybe early aughts. I'm not sure, but I was shooting something and Knoxville was shooting something as well, whatever. And um, he came to my trailer. Now, this is back in the days of VHS tape, so uh -huh. maybe 90s. And he showed me the Oh, old... drinking bong water. No. Ooh, uh, oh, God. I drank really murky bong water. Oh, oof. Both of those things. No, yeah. this was his sketch that y'all did. When it was the you know TV oh, the show. the vomit. Yes, the vomit. Yeah, the That bomblet. never aired. Oh. And yeah. it was, I think about it occasionally, and it's one of the purest forms of comedy i've ever seen it yeah. is disgusting like it's two girls in a cup uh, level and but it's brilliant <laughs> and it's really do you want to describe it for the folks yeah we never got to see it it was something that uh we were in miami it was rainy that, day. That's another great part about it is like y'all are def like in some shitty holiday hotel, inn yeah, hotel yeah, yeah, room, yeah, yeah. which just makes it even better. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and uh, our, our day of shooting was compromised by rain. So what are we going to do? Dave England <laughs> said, oh, I've got an idea. I will, um, I will uh, eat the ingredients of an omelet, you know, and, and then I will barf – the ingredients into a frying pan and fry it up and somebody eats it. And uh, I don't know if that idea had even been submitted. Oh, it's amazing. It was. I think it was just one of these things that just happened on the fly. But there's more to it because he 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 does that. You <clears throat> you eat it and then you vomit. Yeah. And so it's like this ping-ponging and everybody's like vomit. It's like when Lance, uh, you know, whenever Lance starts to um, get dry heave. I had uh, my, my, my second comedy special 
was a little bit of a, a multimedia thing. And so I, I had bits that, that I shot for it. One of the bits, because my father is uh, notoriously homophobic. Really? He, yeah, he, uh, he was disgusted by the idea that I would um, insert a, a toy car up my butt. Oh, yeah, I remember that and one. I ba- so I backed out of that stunt. At the premiere for that movie... My dad uh, went up to the Jackass. I'm sorry, was that one or two? or That was for the first one. Maybe. First one, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the premiere, when everybody was leaving the theater, my, my dad saw the Jackass director, Jeff Tremaine, and he said, hey, Jeff, I just want to clarify. Um, I was never concerned about um, Steve's safety with the toy car up his butt. I'm just extremely homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> he said it just like that? Like... Yeah, he just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> And uh, he, he acts like it's like a, you know, like a, like it's a mole he can't have removed or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Um, so. Uh, I came, just got back from the doctors. Turns out I'm, turns out I'm homophobic. I don't know. There's no medicine or anything. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm right. just going to live with it. <laughs> what do you what, what does he what do you say to him and what does he say like I mean it, it, I mean this was this was in another era <laughs> I mean you got to understand we're a lot older now um so but, I mean has he mellowed out on it or Yeah I think he has oh, that's I, I think I've, I've I've beaten him down quite a bit over the years but um so we, we had uh, my dad was in town visiting and um I I had this idea to sit my dad down um under uh you know, a, a ruse, a fake premise. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to sit my dad down and at, um, interview him about um, veggie burgers or some kind of vegan food. Um, meanwhile, my jackass buddy, Chris Pontius, mm-hmm. was in the bathroom vigorously servicing himself mm-hmm. with a uh, with, with, with a, a condom mm-hmm. on. So he um, ejaculated into... The condom, and then came out of the bathroom. He tied it in a knot. Came out of the bathroom and just and it interrupted me interviewing my dad on camera to hand me this <laughs> condom with like a huge fresh, yeah, fresh, huge yeah. load. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> my my uh, and and so then I swallowed it. Oh, and, and, you know, in, in front of my dad, just to get and and <laughs> my my dad. Uh, I said, Dad, I'm not doing this to hurt you. <laughs> he said, No, you're not gonna hurt me. You're gonna piss me off. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. And uh, and so then I ended up. Um, Dad was still staying in my house the next day. Record time. It was the very next day. I pooped it out into, uh, a, 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 you know, and pulled it out of the toilet. Came running upstairs. Said, Dad, Dad, check it out. <laughs> it's all. It already came out. It already came out. I'm holding it up. And um, oh, I was getting ready to tape that special. When uh, I showed Tony Hinchcliffe, you know the the bit, and and uh, I I maybe mentioned that I would saved this poop covered condom that had passed through my system, and uh, Tony said, "Dude, you got to swallow it." Yeah, again. we we all can we all know where this is going. I said I swallowed it again. As far as you know, like the bomb the bomblet story reminded me of that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm about, Dave, dude. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. You brought me a lot of joy and laughs, and uh, I appreciate it. <clears throat> All you guys are. Uh, I remember. <laughs> so the first movie 
my then girlfriend, I was living in New York. My then girlfriend uh, had the idea, like, because we wanted to go see it. But she's like, let's go to, like, Jersey City and see it with that audience. Because it could be wild which we did and it was pretty crazy like a lot of you what know, uh what makes jersey city different um <sighs> the demographic the demographic is a little a little uh, uh I was like little tanner you know i was looking for you to react like the mandarin joke people yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh no it was like you know uh, uh i guess uh some people might say inner city um okay. but it was uh it was really fun and just people screaming and yelling and like yeah. oh shit son what the you know and it was great a great way to see that movie and then the second one i watched in uh at lance's house lance bangs oh, i love lance yeah lance is great a mutual friend uh and um we were on the road this would have been 2000 oh it Where came we? out in we 2006, Portland. the second one. Okay, so we were. Uh, it didn't come out. It hadn't come out yet. We had. Uh, oh, okay. We had. We were watching a. Must have been touring. Had it been? We were and I was a, a pirated. Yes. Um, <laughs> at Lance's house and and Corin and and the rest of Slater Kinney were there and we were there with some. I think we we're probably doing a comedy festival. I'm going to guess or something because there were there was a, a couple of us and uh, the ladies didn't care for it. Yeah, I bet. not, and it was a much different experience than seeing it in, in Jersey, Jersey City. City. <laughs> yeah, they could. I was fucking loving it, and uh, I mean, I love all of them. But uh, now I've heard about people barfing in jackass movie theaters, but one thing I've never heard about is people fainting, like l losing consciousness. Yeah, never heard about that as a result of a jackass movie, but. On my most recent tour, mm -hmm. which was a multimedia experience, literally all over the world, people were passing out cold in the audience. Uh, what do you think that? What do you attribute that? There to? were there there were multiple culprits because each uh, bit um, had a video associated with it, mm -hmm. and um, the main culprit. Uh, was a, a a bit called the vasectomy Olympics. <laughs> now, vasectomies are not that invasive of a surgery. It's really like kind of underwhelming. Have you ha have you had one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the vasectomy Olympics was uh, it was classic. Did you do it for the bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted a vasectomy anyway. Right. I would um, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then there's another one where. Uh, um, it's an epidural foot race. Wait, wait, go back to the vasectomy okay, Olympics. Yeah. How does that, uh, how do you place? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, when you're the only one in a competition, you definitely win. Sure, okay. <laughs> and you come in first and last place. Right. So, um, but, uh, the, you know, it was an idea that I had for forever since I was a young boy, and I heard a joke. Um, what is the definition of macho? It's a man who jogs home from his own vasectomy. And and uh, I remembered that joke and just thought, oh, well, you know, I got to do way more than jog. So the idea was I'd get the vasectomy and then go um, bareback horseback riding and um, various other challenges. And ultimately, oh. uh, we dressed her up as a pinata. Oh, my God. 
dressed me up as a piñata and hung me upside down from a tree and had a bunch of little kids whack me in the nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. We, we, we really kept at it until um, we had, like, a visual payoff, you know, of, uh, of my balls appearing to... Split. In, in just, no, not split. It was just that my balls looked like a plum, like the same color as a plum. Did candy come out? No, no, no candy came out. But it's just great. It's a funny bit. You know, it's a great bit. And um, an epidural is, of course, where you have a, a four-inch needle in your spine, and they inject a drug in your spinal cavity to paralyze you. And um, oh, Steve, you're. I did okay, that. I, I can see the faint. I can see it. Yeah, and it's, I'm getting a little queasy just thinking about it. <clears throat> it's a real point of pride. For me, I mean, it's, it's like you never want people to get hurt or, you know, or, or right. bad things to happen. But it's also like a point of pride that I really raised the bar with this uh, th- this new show. And, and um, man, am I proud of it. It's it's such an awesome show with the, the vasectomy Olympics, the skyjacking. Okay, skyjacking. This was the thing that I, I was afraid to go skydiving. Right. I'm just, I, have an, I have an irrational fear. Now of, that's fuck. That is interesting. Yeah, I'm I, I don't. Surprised I don't like it. bungee. I don't like bungee jumping. I don't want to be on roller coasters. I just roller don't, coasters. Like, I can't stand you, it. You you will hang upside down after a vasectomy and get whacked yeah. in the nuts until a doctor comes and calls it. All day but long. you will not ride a roller coaster. Correct. And 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 <laughs> we're actually going to film me on a roller coaster in less than a week. Uh, and I'm so bummed about it. I love I'm, roller coasters. I'm, I'm so bummed about it. I like uh, Steve. Steve Oak. It, it's just, mean, it's just a weird thing. I don't like it. At least you know <laughs> it's irrational. At least you at least yeah. you know it's irrational. That that's I guess a step in. Uh, hey, people would wouldn't be inclined to not believe me when I say that I'm afraid of these things. But there was I'm, an, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Yeah. There was an early episode, or maybe not that early, but a long time ago, 2003 or four, we were filming. Wild Boys, our, our little homoerotic nature show in <laughs> Costa Rica. And one of the bits on our production schedule was to go throw me off of, or no, not throw me off, just to go bungee jumping. For me to go bungee jumping, like with like a 200 foot bridge, and they built me these uh, prop wings, like Condor Man wings, for me to, to try to fly. That was the bit. And I told them on the way there, I said, guys, like, um, you could not find somebody on on like the real world or road rules or any of those people's mothers who are going to be more afraid of jumping off a bridge bungee jumping than, than i will be i'm just telling you and then nobody even we got there and i was like i'm not doing it i will not do it and um and nobody believed you no they, they yeah they they, they realized well, ultimately, that, they, ultimately they 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 talked me into they said we've got five Costa Rican guys who are willing to do what's called a mafia toss, where they'll they'll pick you up and throw you. You don't have to do anything, and they that I did go for that because it, I, it didn't involve me jumping. I would not have been able right. to jump. So because I have this irrational fear, and and you know, for like twenty years, whenever skydiving came up in conversation, I always said, "Oh man, like no. my my way of getting out of skydiving." was to say, oh man, everybody does that. Dude. Come on, skydiving, that's not a stunt. And then I would go on to say, if I ever go skydiving, I'm going to be you jerk off when you're butt-ass naked yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and furiously masturbating with another man strapped to my back. 
and I'll time it so that simultaneously as I fall out of the airplane, I'm ejaculating all over the place into the wind. And um, when, when it came time for me to put together this last show, I was like, I got to film all new stuff, crazier than ever, make this wild multimedia show. I got to do it. I got to go skyjacking. We introduced the phrase into the lexicon. Yeah. I, got, I got to go skyjacking. Yep. And, and, and I, I consider skyjacking to be the crown jewel of my career. Wow. I'll tell you why. Because it was so challenging logistically. I mean, just to, the timing of it. Like, how to, do you? That, not only the timing of it, but like it had to happen within a precise window of two minutes. Otherwise, we were going to miss You're the drop miss zone. the drop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't even know that until on the day. I was like, wow, I got to thread the needle with this one. And um, even finding a company that would allow that to happen under their banner, finding the individual who was willing to be strapped to my back, like logistically, like pulling off the stunt. L literally and figuratively. Yeah, pun intended. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> and then beyond that, it really, really, I believe is testimony to how much work, how much time, how much effort I've put into developing the craft of storytelling, joke telling, to make it permissible for more than a thousand people, not only to watch me jack off to completion, but to do so joyfully. <laughs> Without <laughs> you know? feigning. Without yeah, feigning. To do so joyfully. And, and, and like on a nightly basis, I did that all over the world. In the deep south. You know, you go to Alabama and try and show, show everybody a video of you jacking off. Okay. Not an easy task. <laughs> uh, and I did it. When, I, when, when can we see this? When is it? That, that's why I'm here, brother. I'm here to tell everybody you can see it right now, this whole oh. multimedia special, assuming that this comes out after November 14th. It will, yeah. There you go. Stevo.com. So, so uh, you... You're going to tour with it, or you did I tour already, with it? Already you already toured, toured it, it, and then you're going to put it out there. Correct. Oh, I already right. toured with it. I taped the special in London, England. Oh, nice. Um, my, my beautiful fiance, who just went through hell for this, uh, the, for this show to come together, she was the production designer. She came up with the idea, given that it's a multimedia show, that on the stage behind me should be a whole wall of retro... TV sets, mm -hmm. and she sourced well over a hundred fully functioning retro TV sets, making a wall seven feet tall, 24 feet wide, not even including the wings of TV sets, and uh, they're all plugged together and simultaneously... Wow. Like uh, so, so is it all one image? Like did this? No, not one image. It, the, 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 it went seven feet high, and at seven feet high, like a huge LED right. wall. And and uh, so the title card for each bit lived mm -hmm. on the TV sets while. The, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that's very cool. Oh um, man, I, I couldn't be more thrilled with it. Well, great. Where where, where in London did you do at this the show? Hackney Empire? Oh, I ju I just did that. Well, not just did it, but I did it. Uh, I don't know. Back in. Uh, I don't know. It, it was shortly before I started the tour. Uh, it's it's such a beautiful theater. Awesome. You got yeah. Four levels. Yeah. Which makes a thousand people look like way more than a thousand people. But they're also because they're the they're like right on top of you, which right. is nice. It's yeah. uh, I, I like that theater a lot. That's yeah. A, that's a fun. That big. That was fun. Yeah. Of course, there's no um, air conditioning mm -hmm. in uh, in England in mm -hmm. general. 
Yeah. And this special is taped in July. Oof. Yeah. So yeah, I think that might be why eight people passed out at the tape. <laughs> I mean, more more I, more than usual. I had I had people faint uh, again, not because of my material, but on this last tour, like uh, I played, <laughs> I've had one place, uh, I uh, twice in in a row. I did shows at the Auto Bar in Baltimore, and uh, both times somebody right up front fainted. Both times. I couldn't have planted this guy in the second row. He was in the second row, um, the second seat in from the center aisle. Mm-hmm. And, like, we got full perfect coverage of it. He's, like, kind of frantically trying to get by the guy next to him. The guy lets him out, and he just right onto his face and slides across the center aisle on his face. Oh, just wow. face down. And I was like, Whoa. People are going to think that I planted the guy, and I so didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what and so he was getting out because he knew he something was wrong. Was, yeah, and it's crazy how it's like a a, um, a little bit of a time delay. Like the bit that's going to make the person pass out will have finished, and I'll be into the the next bit, and then they'll. Yeah, it's like you know when you got to <clears throat> when you got to puke. Sometimes you do a shot, and it, you do it right. too big, and it makes you puke. And it, you got a good four to seven seconds to try to steer it somewhere yeah. you know in this case it'll be even like like a few minutes really he's just yeah. sitting with that imagery <laughs> yeah i want i want now i want to clarify something it's going back to what you said about irrational fears it is it's an irrational i think a roller coaster is an irrational fear it is not an irrational fear for skydiving or bungee jumping i mean that's a more rational fear to me. Right. Okay. Uh, um, I think bungee jumping, they've got pretty dialed in at this point. Yeah. Uh, but even the same with skydiving, but right. it's, it's still more of a, right. You know, a reasonable thing to be afraid of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and roller coasters are the worst of it. Oh my God, do I hate the fact that I'm. I love roller coasters and I love skydiving and bungee jumping too. So. Skydiving's weird the way that initially there's that like kind of feeling in your stomach when you begin to fall. But like a moment later, you just it's, feel like you're laying on a weird mattress. You don't, it's, they don't tell you that, that. It's really loud. It's extremely loud when you're free falling, really loud. And then when that chute opens and you, you know, you, you, stop it's peaceful quiet warm it's really like a a lovely meditative thing and you're looking down it's beautiful uh but you don't they don't really tell you that it's just you're you're the first time you do it you're just thinking of the fear and the adrenaline and and falling and um and i remember i've done it a couple times and it's always really loud extremely loud it um it helped me a lot having that masturbation component because like it is time to go it's time to go you know yeah. you didn't have to I be mean, ready didn't have to be ready it's just okay I mean, this is your first to... time experiencing yeah. any of that wow yeah. so a couple questions one is would you go again would you do it did you find it pleasant enough to do it again I, you know what I, I'm, I'm faced with putting together my next show Mm-hmm. And I've got um, like a whole series of um, crash test dummy um, kind of uh, moments. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I started with uh, 
just I bought a car to just crash into a wall to make sure the airbags worked. <laughs> and um, then um, you know I'm moving on to what I call the crash cube. You know, it's just kind of a roll cage that's four by four by four with a, a seat mounted into it. Um, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to do a bunch of different things, but but the first one will be I'm sitting in the cube and it's kind of a lock-off shot and then just a car comes just screaming <laughs> through frame and just wow. blasts it out of the frame. Um, and then uh, with the crash cube, I want to be sitting in it and have it just shoved out of an airplane. And um, Whoa! And then, like, after it's been shoved out, give it a beat, and then um, the skydive, you know, people will, will dive after it, catch up to it, and then pull the, uh, the, pull the parachute. And, and Fuck, my, dude. my fiance hates that idea. <laughs> of course. But, <laughs> I, you know, my, with my little kind of producer hat on, I imagine, all right, like, I don't have to be in it for the test. You know, I should, like, do it without me in it. Shove it out, dive down, you know, reset, do it again. You do that nine times in a row without fail, I'll get in it for the 10th try. Really? Because the 10th try is usually where things go wrong. <laughs> um. I, I don't know. I just think, you know, and, and uh, th- th- that makes sense to me. I, I, I hate it, but, uh, wow. That's, I hate uh, it, but that's but fucking that... ballsy. Yeah. Boy, that's, uh, that's extra level. Um, what, what if you did the skydiving naked, but this time you shit and you, you just took a dump while you were, and see if it would float with you if it, because the, yeah, the it, ma- it doesn't matter. Newton's law right. of, uh, physics and gravity. So that one, the um, shit would be kind of right here while you were falling down until you pulled the cord, but maybe the shit can have a little parachute on it as well. When you'd already did the number three. Going to the number two is a step backwards. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That is true. I've, I haven't heard it referred to as a number three that, before. <laughs> that that was. Uh, I've just heard it as pulling a Stevo. <laughs> yeah, that that I, I'm not taking credit for calling it a number three. I I heard that um, R- Robert De Niro and Zac Efron had a movie called uh, not Bad Grandpa but like a Dirty yeah, Grandpa. Yeah, something, yeah. And um, it was the, the De Niro played this really raunchy, dirty grandpa, and uh, and Zach Efron in some scene came in, and uh, the grandpa yelled at me, said, "Oh, come on! I was in the middle of a number three. <laughs> <laughs> and I remembered thinking it was really funny. Um, but yeah, like, so that's just one of my ideas for the next tour. Wow. Well, I want to. Uh, all right, I'll check this out, and it's it's on your website. It is on my website, man. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's Stevo's bucket list. It is, I mean, I had so much fun writing the warning. You know, this contains like illegal, reckless, life-threatening stunts, graphic violence, (laughs) nudity, and full-on pornography. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's also a chance you might pass out so you're watching it at your own risk. Wouldn't have it any other way, yeah. That's, uh... It's beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful story. It's, uh, it's a love story. And, for sure. <laughs> a love story. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, it really is. I, I want to know how you were able to time it. That I mean, I, I brought a portable DVD player. Yeah, that uh, that I just I mean mentally. Well, yeah. I, all right. So you get hard hard enough to uh, start jerking off, but to I ate for breakfast. <laughs> oh boy, four erectile dysfunction pills. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you were, you were even after you came, you were still hard. You were, so when you yeah. pulled that cord, I also just... abstained from ejaculation for uh, four days. So I was. Well, that's I, it's I, impressive, I, yeah. man. It's a, it's a, that's a. I was backed up with the hair trigger. <laughs> that's great. Hopped up on dick pills. And watching porno for the first time in years, I, I, yeah. I, um, what's your, uh, what's your preference for, um, I don't know that I have preferences for porn. And again, I, I stopped watching porno because I think it's destructive to a healthy relationship. Sure. But, um, I, I agree. I, uh, I was never into girl on girl porn. Um, uh, 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 my buddy Chris Pontius described that. He said, man, watching lesbian porno is like watching a skateboarding video with nothing but ramps and nobody riding them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good too. I also never really cared for the the enormity of the the genitalia on the men. Oh, yeah. I, if if I had my wish, it would be that there would be a like Average size penis category. There's, there's got to be somewhere. They have everything. They right. have everything. I mean, because the thing is that, like, back to Chris Pontius's point. Um, well, he's they, got a big dick, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He does. But the, the idea that um, lesbian porno, it just it, it lacks that frame of reference. Right. right. You know, like, it, it, it is like watching ramps and nobody riding them. You know, you want to have that... That frame of reference that that if you're uh, a heterosexual that, male, otherwise yeah. It might so be so it's not like it's, you're not a homo for wanting to have a, you know penis in your porn. You want that as a, a, a something to relate to. Yeah, yeah. And these enormous penises are just not relatable. Right. So I think it makes sense that uh, small wiener porn. You know, yeah. I want a small wiener category. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Casey, uh, look up um, uh, 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 <laughs> peanut, small <coughs> peanut, not micro, no, 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 like yeah, small no. penis, uh, or average, average size. Where, where it was going to six inch. Uh, <laughs> what, what what kind of girth, Steve? Will you give me a, give uh, me a average uh, average girth, and and uh, and then uh, um, and send me the link to my phone. You know, all right. Um, now, Steve, we're. Uh, uh, we're gonna get. We're gonna wrap it up here, and you've been right. a treat, an absolute pleasure. Well, thanks, man. Likewise. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I'm a fan, dude. I. I uh, that was fun to do your uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Brooklyn. That that was a that was a. Uh, I didn't know what to expect at all. Right. I, 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 I didn't expect you to get so political and topical. Right. Uh, I was not. Uh, I mean, I rolled with it, but you know, I wasn't expecting you. are Very thoughtful person. Well, I mean, what I found you to be. Um, Abrasive, pretty, pretty, uh, um, you know, pretty quick to uh, establish your position, your opinion, your mm. take a stand on, you know, on yeah. politics, and 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 it's it seemed that that you just really throw caution to the wind when it comes to the idea of alienating people over taking political. Opinions. Oh yeah, I don't give a shit about that at right, all. Right, so that made me yeah. interested to talk about it, and I went ahead and alienated my audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't tell you how many times like I'll do. Uh, I've done the, um, you know, Jim Norton's uh, serious sure. show, uh, and uh, um, 
and I've done it, Jim and Sam, and uh, and I've done it probably four or five times. I always I love Jim, love those guys. I have a good time on there, but always when I'm looking at comments, people are like, "That motherfucker is the most unfunny asshole." <laughs> like <laughs> I hate that guy. They'll still have me on because they like me, but they're like, I'll go and do stuff, and people are like, "Fuck that asshole." <laughs> you know, right. Um, okay. So Steve-O, I end every show with a question from my daughter. Okay, good. Um, she's uh, six. And these are legit questions. I asked her, like, hey, I'm going to be uh, talking to some folks on this podcast. And uh, um, so, Steve-O, the question for you from Marlo is, when you cry, why do teardrops come out of your eyes? Um... I think if I were, I I don't have a biological reason. I just have a theory as to what purpose they serve, mm -hmm. which is to. Uh, I think I think that our creator was aware that we weren't going to be rigorously honest as a as a uh, species mm -hmm. and and so uh anticipating fake crying tears wow. were built in as a veracity wow a, a, a measure of uh of proof of authenticity Wow, interesting. Uh, That's a, it's an extra layer, and 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 it was something that evolved because actually the the deception came in first, hmm. and we evolved to have that uh, that layer that that layer of uh, of proof proof. Yeah, wow. Proof. Um, so I'm certainly would never tell her that, but um, <laughs> what? So what about onions? When you cry from onions. Um, I think I, I raw onions are my kryptonite. I I, I uh, are, they're, they're are up there with roller coasters. Is man. It, I fucking hate that shit. Is it? Is it? You mean cutting raw onions or eating them? Eating them. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and you don't so like a nice pico de gallo? Uh, that's a little bit more kind of like lost in the mix. You know, but well, who's eating right, just onions on their own? Well, I mean, like when it, when they when they sneak onto a burger, that big thing, you know. Mm, I see. So I'm, I'm a hypocrite every time I order my uh, my Impossible Whopper at Burger King. Mm -hmm. I say I want the Impossible Whopper meal with no onions on the Whopper, but let me switch the fries for onion rings. <laughs> Inter no, that doesn't make you a hypocrite because the right, onions the raw are raw, yeah. and then so you like a good onion ring. Yeah. Okay. I'm not proud of my my it's not Burger King habit. Not hypocritical though. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I wouldn't worry about that. I not mean, hypocritical, but it, it, it's it's counterintuitive. You said okay. I'll give you that. You've said so many more offensive things. <laughs> I love like I'll get home, honey. <laughs> Honey, whether or not we put out that cameo video, uh, the damage is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, now, Steve, Steve, oh, I got you. I got you this hat. Just cool, man. I got this just for you. This is a uh, nice. I, I'm guessing on the. Uh, I'm guessing Los on the Angeles. size. Uh, it says Los Angeles. Oh you man, I love it, dude. I love it. You know, it bothers me that hats so often have that adjustable thing on the back like this thing yeah yeah, yeah. i don't want that you is know? it but i'm get i guessed on the hey you got you nailed it <laughs> yeah yeah is there, is there that? 
Is there something? How about I'm, that, camera I'm, one? I'm missing. Am I missing what's funny about it, or is it just like a cool, thoughtful gift? Yeah, it's a cool, thoughtful gift. I love it, dude. It now it looks like you like have cancer that you're covering up or something because of the the way the hat is. Yeah, there you go. I just do it very straight and straight laced. Okay, and you can right. do whatever you want with that hat. I love it, dude. Okay. I've been I've been looking through. Uh, I have a number of hats, and they all have that adjustable thing on them. Like, well, Every time. Uh, thank you, Steve-O. Hey, thank you, bro. Senses Working Overtime is a headgum podcast created and hosted by me, David Cross. The show is edited by Katie Skelton and engineered by Nicole Lyons with supervising producer Emma Foley. Thanks to Demi Druchin for our show art and Mark Rivers for our theme song. For more podcasts by HeadGum, visit HeadGum.com or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and maybe we'll read it on a future episode. I'm not going to do that. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum podcast. <laughs>